Hello and welcome to Swiftly Spoken, a fan-made Taylor Swift podcast in which we break down her lyrics, deep dive into full album retrospectives and theorise about what may be coming next. As always, we are your hosts Cameron and Lisa, and in this episode we're going to be discussing why we believe Taylor may have left the 989 tracks behind back in 2014, as well as obviously breaking down some of the very revealing lyrics and giving our reactions to her fourth re-recording as a whole. So before we get into those Volk tracks, those Volk tracks, because that was just incredible. <laughs> uh, Underlined, yeah, highlighted. Exactly. <laughs> uh, she wasn't lying when she said that the 1989 Volk was insane. But before all of that, uh, I thought we could discuss our general reactions as we have done for Red, as we also did for Midnight, as we did for Speak Now, our reactions as a whole to 1989 also as a re-recording more than anything because obviously there were 16 new slash old songs 14 excluding wildest dreams and this love which we hadn't heard before so those 14 songs the bulk of the original 1989 how did you feel about them what were your general reactions i think i think both of us are probably the same obviously mm -hmm. the slight concern entering 1989 uh taylor's version was the way and i think there's enough distance now to be able to be honest the way that the pop songs on red were just butchered like mm. they were just not the same uh pretty lackluster i think we're never ever getting back together is the worst of them all i think 22 is all right and uh, i knew trouble's all right it just doesn't pack the same punch as right. the original i knew trouble i think 22 is all right to be fair i don't really have much of a concern but we never get about together. It's just not the same. But weirdly, the vault pop songs are really good. Like, oh, definitely, um, very first yeah, line stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I think because of that, everyone was a bit concerned. And obviously, um, I think people's initial concern was that maybe it was because um, Max Martin and Shellback, the duo, weren't doing it together, mm -hmm. and it was just Max Martin, and maybe there was something missing there. And obviously, no one knew who was going to be producing it. So I was a bit concerned with 989 because obviously it was such a big such a big sound isn't it and it's a big sound to fill yeah. and i think sometimes you can only sometimes i do believe you can only make magic once and it's all very spon there's like a spontaneity to that album i was worried you wouldn't be able to recapture the, the production um, value on 1989 is mm, incredibly detailed if you go back yes. and you look at those videos of her creating some of the songs especially shake it off i've always thought is it off with like where they use layered. their feet and stuff yeah very yeah. very layered so many things going on in that song and it, it's very difficult to recreate that and not just recreate mm. it but recreate it in a way that people won't pick it apart because obviously they know exactly. how much people have listened to 1989 1989 had a lot of yeah. pressure on it I have to say. Mm. Like, even obviously we'd heard Wildest Dreams, but like even Wildest Dreams, for example, is Taylor's literal heartbeat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's things that is, that's quite hard to replicate. But anyways, going into it, I was obviously slightly concerned. And I think Welcome to... I think the opening track is always an indication. I remember with State of Grace being slightly like, ooh, okay. Scared, yeah. I'm not sure, yeah. And, and I remember with mine being like, this is identical. Like, yeah. I literally can't tell if I'm listening to Taylor's version or not. And... Welcome to New York. I was like, okay, it sounds like Welcome to New York. The production's there, but some of the backing is... I could notice the differences going in, and I was like, okay, I'm slightly concerned. Mm. But to be fair, as a whole, I generally am really impressed by the re-recording. I think, yeah. for me, certain songs that really stand out is like, I Know Places, incredible. 
out of the woods i out thought was woods. perfect mm-hmm. um, i wish you were really happy with yeah yeah i wish you would wonderland i really really enjoyed clean basically most of all of 1939 wasn't the kind of big singles were absolutely perfect for me oh yeah blank space i don't some people have a problem with it but i generally think blank space was yeah, really good I, like, there's always going to be diverse opinions and like like we've said before with the re-recordings we have heard these songs so much hmm. that it's normal to feel a bit like oh that was pronounced a little bit different or oh that that little drum yeah. sounded a bit but that is because we're so used to it if you take a step back you know you you realize like it's not that deep like you were saying for the big songs there's a lot of pressure put on them and i thought shake it off and blank space were absolutely shake it off yeah amazing especially shake it off yes considering everything too. yeah shake it off it was really good yes that was i think that was probably one of the best out of those big singles that i was like shake it off such really the bridge impressive. how could she enunciate everything exactly yes. how she did oh she perfectly it off so well. bad blood bad blood was also really good yeah i thought that was actually better to be honest i think some of the songs that were better than the originals out was, of the woods. um out of the woods bad blood i know places wonderland i really really like I've always liked Wonderland. Yeah. For some reason, Taylor's version, I was like, this is sick. I was like, yeah. I, I got to say, I think, I think that this Taylor's version as a whole, obviously, like, Fearless and Speak Now, they are a bit different, but that it, you can't help that. Her voice has matured. You can't help that, mm. right? But with Red, obviously, we've spoken about Red before when we reacted to it and throughout the, you know, the last couple of years we have spoken about you know, the debacle of We Are Never Getting Mad Together, for example. Mm. But 1989 as a whole, I honestly genuinely think that is the most similar re-recording out of all of them. Yeah, I think the only one that everyone is really standing at, and I do agree, I remember when I first heard it, style? I was like, oh my God, is style. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I did that initial that. guitar, I was like, what is this? Okay. I think the problem is, I think... Because I've seen lots of people who like, well, she's literally been performing this version on tour for months and no one's complained. But I think the problem with the style is the original version, again, like I said, there's an element of like sultriness and kind of like a sexy, like spontaneity to that song that like, I feel like maybe was lost in the newer version because obviously she's going back and re-recording it. And it, it did feel a mm. little bit emotionless, I think, oh, that's a in shame. comparison to the first one that was like, I don't know, the first... The, the original has a kind of like a sexy feel to it. Like not to sound really weird or cringe, but <laughs> the new we one does it. feel a bit like you've got that James Dean. Like she's just trying yeah. to sound like the original okay. and losing the emotion. And I think that's, that's the fair. big thing with me for Star. Yeah, that's fair. That I've, I've seen a, a few people mention emotion. that as well. Yeah, that is completely fair. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I get that. As a whole, I definitely still stand with what I've said. Mm. Something that we've said before, unfortunately, you know, there are a lot of years between some of these songs yeah that's the thing and sometimes like you said it's very much lightning in a bottle it's that moment in time you walk into the studio there's some songs for example i think it's like new year's day for example on um reputation which was done in like one take take. yeah yeah so it's incredibly difficult to recreate that because it's just not going to happen again not the same way Mm. so it makes sense it makes sense but but yeah, but, in general. But as a whole, mm. I was generally really impressed. Yeah. I was generally impressed. Very interesting to see Ryan Tedder, Imogen Heap, obviously Jack Antonoff all returned. However, Max Martin and Shellback did not return. They were replaced by the Taylor's version producer, Christopher Rowe. <laughs> Christopher Rowe. What? 
where did Taylor pull him out? Like, where? He just felt like he came out of the woodwork. Like, like he just appeared on Fearless and then was like, oh, yeah, he's he's just going to do this entire re-recording process. But I'm never going to do any... Like, she doesn't do, like, midnight midnight with him. He's not on Folklore. He's not on Evermore. No. It's like, where's this guy appeared from? He did collaborate, like, with the the Dixie Chicks, now known as the Chicks, way back in the day. So he's always been around, like, the country scene and things like that. Mm. But... Yeah, now he's producing full-on pop tracks. It's it's crazy, yeah. like the range, like and really well done. I must say, once again, that's the thing. I think people underestimate how difficult, difficult it is, like for someone yeah. to have to go in and Everything. recreate mm. as a sound and make it absolutely identical. Like it's not easy, and I think not at all. I think I think style is maybe clouding lots of people's Star Taylor's version is clouding lots of people's opinions. I genuinely think the other songs are perfect. Like I agree. with old re-recordings, I normally just listen to the vault because I'm like, okay, I've listened to the others enough. I want to consume the vault. I'm consuming all of it no, because I'm like, yeah, this is all so good, all perfect album. Yeah, that album. The amount yeah. of people that I've spoken to who have been like. I haven't stopped listening to 1989 Taylor's version. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. It's just that album. It was iconic in its day. It is iconic now. It changed the landscape of pop and it deserves. And to recreate that in such an amazing way. Yeah, I do think sometimes we are a little bit too nitpicky, but it's understandable because as we have said, we have lived with those songs and enjoyed those songs and they have become part of our DNA for so, so many years. So it makes sense. One thing I have to say, though, which was interesting to hear is... I don't know. I just felt like it was there was so much more ease to her vocals than the first time around. Yes, like I feel like the first time yes. around, Taylor was like giving it. She was on a hundred to try and get like the big notes out and the big moments out. Mm. Whereas this time around, it was like, yeah, that's no problems. Which we can also see yeah. in her live performances. To be honest with you, exactly. And and I think they were crisper, mm-hmm. um, clear. They just the the. The kind of vocals, and that's why I think things like I Know Places and Wonderland and things like that for me feel like they've been like amped up because mm, the, big the bits where she does, feel bigger. you know, yeah, yeah mm. they feel bigger and crisper and more like, oh, she really hit that, like, yeah. and she hit that like perfectly, not like she didn't reach and punch it, she just punched it, but punched it well right in front yeah. of her, you know what I mean? Yeah, it didn't yeah. feel like she was having to, uh, yeah, no, you know, yeah. jump with it, but yeah, I was really genuinely really impressed with that, and um, yeah, I, I have no like. Most of the songs I didn't like Bad Blood. I, I generally think that's better than the original. I think, I think she definitely brought the sass to that song. I feel like it's still a bit, mm. you know, because she can still maybe relate to that. But I, 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 I am really very impressed. I think Speak Now really impressed me because Speak Now was like perfect. Like, I, I, there was not a problem other than the little problem, the shaky breath. Oh, my little but, baby shaky breath. Again, that. that's nitpicking. Um, you know, it's going in and really, exactly. like we said. You, sometimes it's just the moment obviously that wasn't a planned moment it was just her in the vocal recording booth she had a little moment and you know it's very difficult to recreate but Mm. and i think mm. these things are like they're almost like initial teething problems aren't they where you're like oh and then after like three four listens you don't really notice no you get then start to become accustomed to the taylor's version whereas we spent what nearly 10 years listening to these versions that it is like oh what the hell it does feel like a cover but then your brain starts to be like oh you know not really yeah it's not that deep you know it's it's funny it really is curious and it's just such a lot of work on on their end to you know taylor and the producers to to recreate all of this in such a way and do such a good job and be so extremely careful and proud of the work as well so yeah Mm. i mean obviously as a a fandom it's funny because it's strange to say but we are very lucky to be experiencing this even though it came from such a horrible situation yeah 
I'm kind of glad it happened though because imagine if we didn't have like all to world 10 and some of these I know, like it's so strange th- to... it's been the biggest silver lining yeah ever. definitely definitely yeah she was able to spin it into a positive thing which is good which has you know had yeah. other ramifications which perhaps one day we'll get into yes. that's a conversation for another moment but um yeah no we are very lucky I think with, with producers though mm. um do you have do you have a maybe a suspicion or theory or whatever word you want to say for maybe why shell back and I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. I feel that previously we have had rumours and rumblings about how they only work uh, a a singer or a songwriter if you also give them credits in songwriting, although they already have credits in the songwriting. So I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you. They literally gave evidence in the, the Shake It Off trial. Yeah saying no it was taylor who wrote it we were just kind of like yeah. the producers but they that's how they work yeah i don't know maybe but do you think something yeah but then yeah i suppose weirdly shellback is on uh wildest dreams mm. like with christopher rowe so clearly there's not i don't know i just i just think it's weird that that it's like shellback is was on wildest dreams max martin did the maybe they just their schedules were too busy and they didn't have the time or that is maybe true. taylor felt like she just it is just stick with christopher Rowe. yeah it's, there's it a lot just of bizarre. things that go on in the background that we don't know of of course mm. i don't think there's any bad blood there anywhere because we you know the no. shake it off trial proved as much um you know i don't know all i can say is even though they weren't there and they're sorely missed, it was fine. It was okay. It wasn't like mm. a, a, yeah, a red kind of thing. Realistically, like they worked with Taylor during Reputation when obviously like Scooter and all of that hated her. And obviously they do work closely with people like Ariana Grande. So clearly mm. there's no problem there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just maybe there's just, it's just timings and logistical stuff. And also it's a shame this is the first time Aaron hasn't been. Yes, um, Aaron, our beloved Aaron Desna is not on production detail i really wish he did because i really want him to prove i really want him to like prove to people and i don't think he needs to prove to people but i want swifties to realize that he can he is versatile it's different come on yeah exactly that's what i mean like Mm. i really want him to do like a big pop song and kind of you know put it in shut up some certain now, that, you know. imagine Aaron Desna produces <laughs> reputation <laughs> exactly yeah yeah he does look what you made me do and like get away girl. iconic um, but that'll be down to Jack anyway but but sure. yeah but no uh, one thing I must say Jack aced everything oh yeah did. Jack Jack Antonoff definitely he pulled out whatever he was on in the 1989 era and said mm. yes we are we are here we know the job that must be done and we shall do it definitely but no it's interesting to see who came back who didn't obviously we can only speculate as to why but all in all i do believe that that the team did a really really good job yes a plus something that we have to mention about the original songs though is a little bit a tidbit of information that we have got from the posters that are included in some of the 1989 taylor's versions Now, these posters basically give us the original lyrics to four songs, Welcome to New York, Wildest Dreams, Wonderland, and New Romantics. As for Welcome to New York and Wildest Dreams, Welcome to New York, we had already seen it. Wildest Dreams is very, very similar. I thought the most interesting ones, the two that are extremely, like, they have, like, different sections, are Wonderland and New Romantics. Yes, yes. I think the only one for me on Wildest Dreams that mm-hmm. stuck out was the Remember Those Fast Times. Oh, that's an interesting lyric. Yeah, definitely. And See see Me in Black and White as well. Those were the two, because mm. it was a lot of See It in Black and White, which 
reminisce of like out of the woods yeah. where you know we were in screaming color kind of thing but yeah other than that they were pretty it was pretty similar yeah. but yeah but the yes the big ones yeah. is yes wonderland and new romantics should we start with new romantics because i feel like that one yeah is the most interesting. So New Romantics, definitely very interesting. We have, so take my hand, we'll both stand inside a burning building. I could be your anti-hero and you could be my perfect villain. We'll go around chasing them. Leave me cold, then keep me warm. Fall in love, then go to war. That's what New Romance is for. Completely different vibe going on I there. I know. It, this, this feels like um, the 22... Uh, you know, towards something hazy, a future I can't yes, see kind yes, of yes, lyric. Yes, it does. Like, it's but that I think level of what's really lyric. interesting, mm. yeah, like these are so, what's so interesting though is that obviously the anti-hero lyric, and we'll get into it more, but I genuinely think Taylor's re-recording process of 989 influenced Midnight's heavily. And well, I genuinely think that that could have been like yeah. sparked an idea. Look, we know that Taylor sometimes does repurpose certain cut lyrics we've seen like themes come up again that were originally cut oh, especially yeah. thanks to this the vault kind of thing and honestly i mm. thank taylor so much for wanting to re-release these vault or release for the first time these vault songs because they give such a massive insight into her process of writing lyrics how she then goes back and says okay those lyrics that i've discarded maybe i can use some of like the best bits in other songs which you know is completely mm. understandable the concept of an anti-hero coming back all those years later that's just mm. so interesting to me so so interesting oh yeah and i think what's interesting is like like lots of evermore lyrics like things like tolerate it mm -hmm. were very similar to lots of the lyrics in like all 1210 and obviously th those kind of albums were recorded kind of around the same time the fearless red folklore evermore ones especially during the evermore period um and then you know and they kind of resurfaced in some of some of the stuff that was in evermore kind of was like oh that's also in the vault or a very similar sentiment or um, narrative is playing out in the red vault right yeah and then sonically the same as well with like the fearless vault for example there was lots of sonic similarities and then the same with 989 like the vault sonically and also lyrically and even cut lyrics is like is mashing together a bit of midnights which i think is just so interesting and it is yeah if you are a swiftly spoken podcast fan you know that we die for original lyrics handwritten lyrics oh, are like the yeah. i live for them like i live and die for handwritten lyrics because it it just reveals something just so cool about the song it is it's and a I window love being able to, like, into think, oh, how would this fit yeah a window into the evolution i mean i love that like that's what new romance is for like romance is for are you kidding it's a twist on the, the lyrics and obviously this would replace the bridge i'm guessing um yes. which the bridge is quite iconic on its own but i don't know i don't mm. know would this have been would, i don't know i really like it also it's another the bit where it's just like maybe yeah yeah maybe where it's just like maybe i'm a shit show yes but i'm fun and kind of cute like oh. that's so funny like what the hell she really said oh i can't say that not not yet not yet <laughs> yeah yeah like maybe i'm a shit show but i'm fun and kind of cute like Can you imagine that on original 1989 in 2014 i'm a shit show yeah oh i don't know that is know. something interesting that we will be getting into like how much she may have cut these vault tracks because of that because of it's just too soon mm. for the public to perhaps see her through a different lens which ultimately 
thank God she was able to evolve and show these facets of herself. We are getting these very, Mm. very incredibly vulnerable lyrics and very revealing ones, as we said. And the only other song that we'd be missing then before we get into these vault tracks is Wonderland, which again, very interesting, very interesting. So we have some of the cut lyrics, dancing down hallways, screaming, you're the king and I'm the queen, colors I'd never seen twisting around me. It's very interesting Mm. to see how these particular ones appear in different songs on 1989. For example, the you're the king and I'm the queen, blank space, colors I'd never seen out of the woods yeah and also like i love that i turned around to find you and you were nowhere to be seen Mm. Uh, it was like there was screaming and lightning and i haven't been back since the drama had to leave you there the drama there was screaming and lightning yeah it's like yeah Yeah, which no i I love it's i love stuff like this that's like a kind of like that would be more like the the bridge really that would have replaced Mm. the bridge and it's similar but at the same time, much more like direct, much more dramatic. Whereas I reached for you, yeah. but you were gone. I knew I had to go back home. But then, obviously, if she had cut that, you searched the world for something else. Oh, my goodness. That is such... Oh. I have to say, in this case... Oh, that's the best. I think it's better. I think yeah. it makes more sense. It, it it's it has the same... It says the same thing, but I think in a much more clever way. Definitely. The actual release lyrics. Definitely, yeah. No, I... In this one, for New Romantics, it would have been very interesting to see some of those left in. But for Wonderland, I do think mm. she kind of repurposed or perhaps found that she had already said what she wanted to say in other songs with the king and the queen, with the colours. And yeah. then for that bridge, she just aced it by kind of like having a little rewrite mm. there. But still very, very interesting to see, definitely. So we're going to get to... You know, the big thing, the thing that I'm most excited about to talk to you because we haven't really discussed. So this is all our live reactions as always. Yes, we've been we've been really good to not say too much. And even before we jumped on, we were like, stop talking. Yeah, because <laughs> it was like, we're, we're going to say too much. We want to be authentic. We've got to share what we want to share. So we don't know what our favorites are just right now, but we will do in a minute. Vault Tracks. They were all produced by Taylor and Jack Antonoff. Amazing production, I must say. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And um, as ever, they really, really expand on 1989 in so many ways. So many ways. Firstly, they show such a more vulnerable side to the entire album. Honestly, I think yes. some of these, if not all of these tracks, could have easily been a track five in the 1989 framework. Yeah, I do honestly. Yeah, think it's so. way more. To be honest, they're probably more track five than the actual track five. Exactly. It's sonically and sometimes maybe even yeah thematically. Yeah, lyrically, honestly, yeah. I I do think they all are mm. very very raw, very very open, and perhaps that is one of the reasons that they were left behind. Honestly, it they also all mm. delve into the lore of the album and give us so many new lyric parallels to yes. analyze. They're like they're like the Red Vault, and I've been talking about this mm. ever since the Red Vault. Don't remember? I'm like it unlock. It adds more bits to the missing puzzle. Like it completes the puzzle. Yeah. Like it is the whole picture. And Speak Now didn't feel like that for me. It didn't feel like it really added anything because the story of Speak Now is so many different stories that it, it's not like one succinct that i didn't feel like oh okay that makes so that and that makes sense to that Hmm. whereas this was like the red one where i was like oh my god you know what i mean like this makes sense like this adds this just adds more to the story it's so interesting when that happens isn't it because it's like oh my god you can connect Hmm. this with this and this with that which we will be talking about because there are some lyrics that 
have literally had a domino effect to so many revelations mm. of the 1989 album, of other songs, of just the entire, not to be repetitive, but the lore, shall we say. I know that's a bit funny thing to yes. say about someone's life and songwriting. But yeah, the, the picture being painted, honestly, it's, it's very mm. interesting. And I do have to say, though, most of these do sound slightly more jaded or raw sounding than the rest of 1989. Yes, they're not as like polished pop. Um, yeah. As that did they're not like sugar coated, shall we thing. say. Yeah, exactly. And they're not sonically cohesive either. Um, you know, um, so yeah, I, th- I think that's probably one of the reasons why maybe they were left out because they are a bit more vulnerable. Mm bit more open a bit more obvious in terms mm. of what they're discussing there's n- it's not like oh is that about this or is it's very clear that this is what it's about this is what i'm talking about yeah. it's very less open, very honest less of a metaphor and less of a like oh yeah, ironic, exa- i'm yes. playing around it's like no this is like yeah we're quite... in wonderland or yeah no this is we're quite... the foxes and the hunters you know what yeah. i mean yeah, yeah it's like you said yeah the metaphors are cut down and it's this is this this is that yeah you know very, very red blood white snow quite cutting blue dress on a boat yeah you know what no, I mean? it couldn't yeah. be more like exactly this yeah. is the situation yeah so th- those all could be very much the major overarching reasons to why these songs were left behind in the first place a bit too revealing and taylor has kind of said and mentioned before that she wanted this album and she even mentions it in one of the songs that she wanted this album to be much more mysterious even when she in like back in 2014 was choosing the cover she was like i chose it because you know it's very mysterious it it doesn't give you Mm. a revelation to what the album is it's very like curious and oh she's not smiling and it's all very and, and you can't see her face. Yeah, she yeah. was very much curating a very precise image of herself and as the album uh, as a whole. So I I think that that is the overarching reason why most of these were left off, to be honest. Also, when we get into them, some of their sentiments are dealt with in other songs. Mm. And I think that other songs maybe, even though these deal with it really well, I think the other song is like, okay, that was definitely its competitor and I understand why it was chosen. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we had that with the Red Vault as well, yeah. where it's like, okay, there's a reason why that this was left off. Not because it's bad, because it's far from bad. The quality is very high. It's more that Choices were this made. theme was dealt somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, I do think that it was a good call to leave these ones off because the climate of 2014 when 1989 came out was very different to what it is now in mm. terms of just the world mm. in general and also to how the world regarded Taylor. So Yeah, and what they would have allowed her to do. Yeah. Like 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 even the word slut, like I can imagine like obviously she said it in the Vogue interview, but like that was a little bit later. Yeah, I know. But like in twenty fourteen off the back of like being a country singer. The shit she would have got for um, that. Mm. Yeah, it, like she, she just couldn't have said that. Like she couldn't have said, "If they call me a slut, I don't care." You know what mm, I mean? Like no. because it, like image, blank space was enough. That and even blank space people... was misunderstood. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. You've hit the nail on the head. That it just the climate wasn't really prepared. Even reputation mm. was yeah. Somewhat and to be fair, We've said Taylor mm. Taylor kind of mentioned mentioned that in the prologue that yeah. she was so glad that fans understood what she wanted. Like. Yeah. And that fans knew what she was doing. Fans knew where she was coming from and, Mm. you know, totally understood the direction and the metaphors and what she was talking about. Mm. Whereas sometimes the general public or critics didn't. And I I still think that it makes sense why these were cut off because I think they would have been too honest. It would have been too raw. And it was at the time when she was doing all this promo where she was being asked about these songs. You know, people would literally be like, so styles about Harry Styles. 
you know what I, I mean? Know. Or like out of the woods is about Harry's so stuff. Like, like there was I've no shame. Really. Like we were in a very mm. different climate in terms of Taylor's relationship with promotional activities and going to interviews mm. and how people were just like very blatantly crossing lines. Oh yeah. 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 You're completely yeah, they right. Would, yeah. They would literally be, who's this about? Yeah. Or they'd be like, this is about this person. And very much and pressure. And she'd have to be like, yeah. hold on. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. So that's some of these songs, but let, let's get into them then. So we, we open up the yes, vault yes, with yes. Slut, which is such a jarring title and a bit of a, <laughs> a, ba- a baity title to be honest with you it's yes. a very happiness kind of song where you expect one thing and it's not it's not that really so it was written mm. by taylor jack and patrick berger who is also credited as a producer and taylor's quote on this because she did also release some audios in which she talks about oh, three of these uh from the vault tracks she basically mentioned how it was like a cheeky play on the discussions about her at that time in her life and her dating which she mentions that she also does in blank space and ultimately she basically says that she picked blank space over this i have to say though uh, well she also mentions that it was more of a dreamy and California type of song, whereas 1989 in its original form was much more New York. So she wanted to stick to that theme. How do you feel about that? I think I think that's I think that does make sense. I think mm. that it does. The, the original album is so like New York in its photo shoot, in its rollout, in just every aesthetic about it, which is so interesting because now <laughs> the whole aesthetic is like beach. Yeah, which just can be like less new york i love it though i do think and it's very poignant Mm. to what she mentioned in the prologue where she said you know and reclaimed in 2023 and not just reclaimed in the sense of the album itself being recording but it has a taylor's version on it yeah i think it's also very i know this is very mushy of me but i think she's reclaiming herself from that era as well because she went through so much in Mm. that era so so much oh yeah and this is that prologue is very telling yeah yeah, mm. exactly. That prologue is very... The stuff she talked about, I was like, I'm glad you've said that because mm. some people needed to be told. Definitely. And I think that's quite obvious what I'm talking about. But yes. Um, yes. <laughs> the, but yeah, I think you're right there. There was definitely a reclaiming of herself in that era and, you know, the Sonics, whatever. But I'm with Slut, like, mm. Slut was a surprise for me because I didn't expect... I expected it to be more on the blank space side of almost like yeah. going into it rather than basically, I don't care if they call me a slut because I'm so down for you. Like, I know, like that was, was like, not okay, the vibe so I thought it was going to be. It's a love song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like when was, again. yeah. Like when was like, going to be this like kind of love song of like, Oh, if they call me a slut, I don't really care because I'm so in love with you. Like I thought it was just going to be like a kind of blank spacey vibe. Definitely. And I think that blank space deals with it better. Like yeah. imagine, imagine if we didn't have blank in space a world, in a and world, we only just got given it. Oh my god! Imagine. In a world in which we had blank space, now I just think that blank space was so pivotal to her career. Just to shake it off was, yes. that I don't, I can't even yeah. begin to imagine that. But no, definitely it does compare to it. Like Taylor said herself, and she did compare because there are certain parallels and sentiments. But I do think this one is much more vulnerable overall. It is more of a love song. It has more of like a clear mm. story to it whereas blank space is just like cheeky all the time like from the start to the end it's very much okay yeah this is i am the crazy woman in the castle luring Psycho in data yeah, yeah and writing songs yeah definitely but i think that's this one was a bit too on the nose but at the same time not like scathing enough honestly yeah yeah exactly yeah and, and not in a way that could be kind of 
jokingly right kind of played out as a character yeah like you couldn't really play out a character of someone that doesn't care that they're being called a slut because they're in love with someone like yeah it's, it's not as in, it's not as like easily digestible as like her actually playing into the character this mm. psycho yeah girl definitely. you know the music video yeah. the tour performance i think it would be everything. very much it would have been very much misconstrued as well and the, yeah, I, I, I think it would have been totally taken out of context. Yeah, I can see people being like, "Oh, she's a victim," and "No, she's this," and "No, oh, she is slut." Yeah, she's um, admitting she's a yeah, slut. You saying, know? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think at that at twenty in twenty fourteen, it would have been taken wrong one hundred percent. Luckily, we have it now though, and it does have some amazing yes. lyrics. You know, you'll I'll pay the price, you won't. Oh, just that line alone. It is blank space, mm. but just so much more vulnerable. It really is. The yeah. references to all the colours. It literally is the expansion of the line, the rest of the world was black and white, we were in screaming colour. Like the yes. just oh so good. Amazing wordplay, love sick, love lawn. Love sick all over my bed. Mm. What an amazing metaphorical lyric. I know, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. Amazing, amazing lyricism. But definitely, I do think a bit ahead of its time, to be honest with you. We move on to the second uh, song, which is Say Don't Go, which here, Cameron, you and I have to pat ourselves on the back. We were right. I am, I, yes. I am not someone to brag. I'm not a big blow my own trumpet person <laughs> but we said this back in 2022 yeah we called it in may of 2022 we did our digging we, we did our we investigation post- yeah. and yeah we got the we posted the little video of diane warren talking about the song we referenced it in the 1989 vault we have known about this you know so anyone that's swiftly spoken og die hard that listens to all yeah, yeah. og that listens you to knew all, this was coming you also would have known about this yes yeah. yeah. so the diane warren co-write you know, before, exactly we got it and what a good this i love jack i love aaron i love all the people taylor works with mm. but sometimes it's quite fun when you work with someone a bit different because you just get something a bit different you do you, know? you do like clean yeah for example, I was about like, to mention. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, you know and sometimes sometimes the difference is not good, like right. a certain Joel Little. You, but every so often the difference is really good. You know and what? this is I love this song. I think it's sick. Liz Rose, Imogen Heap, Diane Warren, these yes. female lyrical collaborators, oh, they're, mm. they're just so good. I think they hit. Yeah. I don't know. They hit. Yeah, I don't know. We got it. Yeah, we got this song all of these years later, which is incredible to see. Diane Warren was very excited about this. Taylor sent her some flowers and mm. she gave a small interview in which she kind of gave a few quotes. And she mentioned that um, Taylor was very particular about how she said certain things and how when she was writing this song, she wanted the lyrics to be like just so because she was thinking about the listeners and was deeply aware of what her fans wanted to hear. She also mentioned, I love little tidbits like this she mentioned that it was written mm. towards the end of 2013 and recorded they recorded a demo on new year's day of 2014 which is you know i know and she was like blown away that taylor was like that hard working that she yeah. would like do that on She'd basically turn up. a day off mm. and obviously yeah ah oh, love it love it love it i just i'm yeah so cool and diane warren is like so glad that it's released she wants it to be a single so because she thinks it's a hit yeah. and it sounds amazing yeah um i just i i love this song i think it's so for me i feel like this especially the chorus feels the most like 1989 y like how you get the girl kind of like 
fun pop song you know like i I love this song i think it's so cool from first listen this one really stuck out to me and upon first listen i think this one was my favorite it's changed now right but first listen say duck girl's like this song's so cool yeah like i was like yes i love it it's very interesting thematically it reminds me a lot of all you had to do was stay and i yes 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 that was the competitor in my opinion that could be possibly why Mm -hmm. all you had to do was stay was earlier it was written before in the process so perhaps she was kind of revisiting those feelings or you know Mm. somehow wanted to write about that kind of sentiment Mm. again but yeah a lot more devastating to be honest though yeah i say i love you you say nothing back i know and it's the way she says it you say nothing back back. it's after that bridge the like pause and then the into the big final chorus is sick yeah but i think you're back to all you had to do is say yeah very right i think narrative and sonic i think the shouting like say mm. is very similar to like interesting yes. was, say. yeah i think oh, i think yes, that they yes. mimic each other that yeah it would have been like okay i feel like sonically and uh thematically lyrically all you had to do was say did it yeah and i think stay don't go did it just as well i don't think that uh, all you had to do was say did it any better but i feel like yeah there was a comparison there of it's one or the other mm. and obviously she chose mm. all you had to do was say which is interesting maybe to keep because it is the track five yes exactly and maybe also to keep the collaborators slightly down maybe Perhaps. but i think although what, what was, was interesting is collaborative that, album yeah there, to be honest exactly yeah, yeah it was it was but i think what's also interesting is that taylor at the time would have had to get big machine to like pay like Diane Warren wouldn't have been cheap to work with. It's like true. quite the opposite. Mm. And the fact that Taylor was like, mm, no, nah. <laughs> and left it on the cutting room floor. You know what I mean? Like that's nuts. That she was like, yeah, you know, because no, she would have had to I, fork out a decent amount to work with her. And that's why in the Red Era, I think you'll find that's why she was only really allowed like three songs with Max Martin and Chabat because Big Machine were like, you know, that, that's expensive. You mm, know, and also, can you please work with Nathan course, Chapman? The worries you know? of her being like, oh, you're ebbing too close, too poppy, to pop. yeah. And exactly. then she, she literally said, actually, I have something to say. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. But yeah, uh, yeah perhaps, but no, I, I love. Mm. I love this song. Love it, love it, love it. Mm, perhaps it didn't fit the narrative of 1989 as much. The one that the story that she was telling, perhaps, you know, mm. things in her life led her towards certain decisions between this song and All You Had to Do Was Stay. I think All You Had to Do Was Stay definitely cushions the blow much more than this song. The song is yeah. very like and, yeah. you know, direct as well. Mm. And and yeah, and I, and I do think the sentiments like literally, it's like say say don't go, like literally just say yeah. that you don't want me to go and I'll stay. And it's the same as yeah. like, and I'll stay. Like, it's the same as all you have to do is stay. stay. Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough, though, I do feel like the production maybe is another reason that it was left off because some of it is extremely similar to Clean. That the opening parts mm. of it is very quite slow. Yeah. And- yeah. yeah. Next up, we head into my favorite song from the vault. Right now, that could change, but it's now that we don't talk. Mm. I love this song. It's so short, but it's so yes, good. This song is, this song is uh, like probably sitting at maybe number two or three at the moment. Maybe number two actually. Okay. Like I think it might be my second favorite. Like, uh, yeah, this song. Taylor said it well. Like this song packs a punch. Mm. Like, it, like she said, like it might, it might be short. But it's it's time on this earth, and it's little two minutes fifty, whatever it is, mm. two minutes thirty, is it? You know, it serves in those little oh, the little time she it says has. It, all. it is perfect. It's so good. It's mm. just like Taylor and Jack again working together on their 
on their best as they always are on their A game definitely for this mm. one it's so short but it has so much in it the production is so good so yeah like you were saying Taylor did mention in those little recorded snippets that she wrote it towards the end of the process and couldn't quite get the production right in time and like you said she said it was the shortest song that she's probably ever put out which I believe it is but it really goes in and it you know it makes its point it gets to its point it lays out so much mm. information perhaps too much information oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and probably why it was kept off to be fair yes. but i just love like i love the thing the lyric about her mom like um, oh i love it yeah what is it I yeah I, like I, I called my mom and <laughs> when she said that it was for the best oh it's so good and oh i just oh this song is good like really good i definitely think this one Honestly, we haven't spoken about like the singles and how that all went down, but I definitely think that this one could have been another big, big contender just because nowadays, as we have discussed mm. previously, people tend to have less of an attention span, so shorter songs do do well. Yes. But even so, I it's wish short, it, but... I wish it was longer, though. I do as well. I wish it was I like, need more. I, I wish more we details. had just a couple more choruses. Like, I need more, yeah. And I think that the initial choice for the singles appeared to be slut mm. with, with it having its own kind of single cover and release. And Taylor Nation were kind of pushing slut across uh, playlisting mm. just generally on Instagram and platforms and stuff. Yeah. And now it seems to just done, they've done a total U-turn. Obviously, we'll get into um, it's over now. And that seems to be the one they're pushing. But I generally think that like now that we don't talk and even like Say Don't Go could serve all pretty well as singles as well. Like Honestly. I think they have that quality to them like they're all really strong yeah. and 99 as an album is like that it's a bit like teenage dream in the sense that any song could be a single Definitely. could be a hit yeah, yeah yeah um and i think that the vaults are quite similar um i was very surprised by slut initially being kind of pushed because to me that didn't stand out as like this is an earworm and this will get in people's head and this is the song whereas like i can see you made so much sense like oh, when you definitely. listen to speak now but you're like yeah that yeah, is, that is the, the single 100 mm, yeah i guess it was difficult because and they were also looking i think towards, they just didn't know what to pick yeah they were looking towards the fans to kind of guide them because there there is yeah there's a lot of good songs here there are a lot of amazing mm. songs so which is i think <laughs> a i funny think problem to have. i think with the yeah and i think especially with like um cool summer so organically mm. you know doing so well so organically i think that also they're like okay the maybe let's just see what organically does the best and then takes off rather than sticking with something that doesn't work and then right. you know we're splitting listenership across two songs because another one's blowing off and we're not giving that the justice because we playlisted and sent us another one to radio um so yeah i think that's probably why but but back into now that we don't talk lyrics oh the lyrics the lyric that literally nearly sent me wild right was you grew your hair long you got, you've new, got icons. new icons and from the outside it looks like you're trying lives on i miss the old ways you didn't have to change i nearly screamed it's, when i heard that i was like it's a lot oh. isn't it oh i was like harry styles <laughs> you could have made it more obvious if you're trying you know that meme of um beyonce beyonce this was like us yeah, yeah like, exactly harry styles yeah. harry styles <laughs> yeah I was like, oh my god, oh my god! Yeah. And just, I just love this song. And the, Taylor's lower register always hits so good. And I just love the the drama to this song. And it is just perfect. Like it is just so good. Yeah, yeah. I cannot be your friend, so I pay the price of what I lost and what it cost. Lost and what it cost. Now that we oh, don't I talk, know. so good. The bridge as well. The little, what do you tell your friends? With yeah, like the lower register moments. Oh, oh yeah. And obviously, it is so good. We must talk about 
that outro, which I believe the outro is the reason we didn't get it back in 2014. Perhaps a little too scathing, considering circumstances. Mm. But I don't have to pretend I like acid rock or that I'd like <laughs> to be on a mega yacht with important <laughs> men who think important thoughts. I can't believe she just said that. She just dropped it. Yeah, 2014, <laughs> us were, were not ready for, for this message, I don't think. But very, very interesting the this little part after that which is and the only way back to my dignity was to turn into a shrouded mystery which is 1989 isn't like, it it is it is oh yeah oh, the album so again maybe a little too on the nose to put on the album itself like you're basically explaining what you're doing which sometimes you don't want to do if you want to be a mystery that's my reasoning to why it got cut but i'm so glad we got it now because it is the pop song from the vault in my opinion oh 100 my favorite mm -hmm. the next song is suburban legends which again taylor and jack working together and for me it does feel like the most mysterious one we also don't have any clarifications from taylor or any co-writers or whatever at the moment so that also you know is interesting and it's the one that reminds me the most of midnights it literally is mastermind well, yeah me. like it, th that verse that first verse when you listen to it, it for me it, it sounds like mastermind and even the pronunciation in like the chorus and stuff just so mastermind right 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 yeah no i definitely see like you were saying and just like we said with fearless how folklore felt like an influence to some of the production and even lyrical changes because we know that in a couple of the songs a couple of things were changed in this case it does mm. feel like there was like reciprocity between the influences of midnights but from 1989 and on 1989 from midnights yeah no yeah, i think so mid and yeah i think mastermind yeah I, th I think that this one is the, the clearest crossover of both of them, definitely. I do really like Suburban Legends. Upon first listen, I was a bit like, oh, I'm not sure about this one. I think like, I, had I didn't a lot of hate it, but I was just it. like... And when I heard it, I was like, mm, yeah, this isn't what I was expecting. I, it, when it was like, and I'm standing in a 1950s gymnasium. I was yeah, like, oh. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, think I, missed, I think I missed the message. Right. When I first listened and was just like, why are we, why are we in a school reunion? You know what I mean? I was very confused upon first listen, but I, I love it. I, now I really like it. It's not my favorite. Not at the moment, no. I'd probably mm. say that it's probably, I think Slut is probably my least favorite. And I probably oh, say Spurman Legends is just above it, but I do really like it. I think it's a very good song. I do really like it. I really like the sentiment. And I think there's lots of lyrical parallels between like, I wish you would and things like that. I think I would really, I really wish that Taylor would do the voice memos for the songs that she um do like because I think she's like Tumblr music. I want it for everything. I wish she'd do it for everything because I'm like I want to know because imagine imagine if these songs had back in the day if they had been released on 1989. Wonder what their uh, hidden message. Oh, would have been. I love that thought. You know what yeah. I mean? I guess 1989 is a funny one as well, and another reason why many of these songs may have been left out is because she was crafting a very specific narrative and story you know yeah. the, the hidden lyrics prove that it's literally a story they you that was something that happened ever they, before in the previous uh four albums so yeah i guess maybe it could fit in somehow and maybe she would have added a little uh line to the story but that's true i do mm. love it when she does give us a little bit a little bit more even more information because it just helps to kind of fit i think this one is very much metaphorical it has a lot of things going on perhaps different influences or different moments have inspired it i do think it feels both like midnights but it also feels a little bit folklorian to me the waves crash to your yeah or yeah, evermory yeah, yeah evermory yeah so that's interesting as well to see and again parallels and with think... the too polite to break my heart 
Yes, yes, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. That where it was like I broke my own heart because you were p- too polite to do it. Like, oh, that is that is. I love that. That's really, really. Cool. I know that you still remember. Do you oh, remember? yeah, yes, I remember. Yes, to remember with. I remember. I remember, and I think what's so sick is that, and I think this is why I really feel like, yeah, like you said, nineteen eighty nine, Vol and um, re-recording influenced Midnight's and maybe Midnight's crossed over into that as mm. well into the nineteen eighty nine Vol. Because question. If if she had shoved question on here, it like, could have been. I would generally yeah, take yeah, yeah. that as a night to Obviously, like it would fit so well on this. Yeah, vault. you would think like it's not a on very the original much... album, but on the vault. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. You would feel like it was a very much a song that she wrote, perhaps even towards like 2015 or something like that. Mm. Looking back, it's like later nineties, definitely. Yeah. But it is a song that you need a lot of space between now and then to kind of like process and then get into those kind of yes, like reopening yes. wounds and stuff. But you're right though. It does. It, it's interesting to see how it just proves it goes to show things that we said in our original Midnight's reaction video. Yeah. The re-recordings definitely had a big influence like, on her, like going back and re re oh, yeah. visiting a lot of themes and a lot of different music and just the, mm. the incorporation of that. I remember at the beginning of the question of question. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh my god, she could have been more obvious if she tried. When I heard that, I was like, what? Are you kidding? Yeah, I was like, are you kidding? I think with this, with, uh, what's it, Suburban Legends, the one that really, for me, kind of links it to, like, question, is that you kiss me in a way that's going to screw me up forever. Mm. And in question, when she's like, um, what's the lyric about, like, the meteor Yeah, it doesn't feel um, like everything's, like, second best after that meteor strike. Second best after that meteor strike. Like, it's that kind of thing of, like, it's one of those things where you will never be able to move on from Right. because it's just affected you so deeply yeah i stayed there i just i love that kind yes, of narrative yes, yes, yes. yeah interesting yes yes i think you'll find you that yes evermore. A, a certain other song on evermore yeah, i'm yes I, honestly i love it when mm. this happens when you can like hear different songs and recontextualize different things and it's so interesting very I, all i can say is that but evermore for me has been recontextualized a little bit over the last couple oh, of days yeah. i just i love i think this is such a blessing like the taylor's versions initially well not taylor's versions but the re-recording process when it was first announced for me i was very concerned and it felt like a bit of a curse so sad, like, yeah. oh my god like it was just so sad and it was like we're gonna have to get rid of these and i just i just don't want that mm. but now it's such a blessing like the insight we get into different songs and you know and just like all too well 10 i, I can know. i can ha- live my life without that song now like it's just nuts it and we are crazy so how she incredibly blessed able... and i'm so grateful yeah yeah as a fan for she's all been this. able to kind of twist the whole situation around and honestly as fans like i said before yeah. we're just blessed to be able to live through this and to get these songs i can't believe we're getting songs oh i wish she does this mm. obviously barring the re-recording part but i wish that like you know a few years mm. down the road she kind of gives us a little vault song from i don't know well honestly we got a vault song from lover maybe we'll get yeah, we, yeah, one we day. Have techni- well, we've te- yeah yeah technically we've got two if you count yeah, yeah. need as well and like i said even with folklore nevermore i see like carolina yeah. for me it seems like a because it was actually taylor said it was written around folklore yeah. and things like renegade and stuff feel like renegade songs, and yeah. out the alcott even though they're not but they feel for it. Me, they feel yeah. like they're folk they're, they're evermore. the evermore mm-hmm. world um so i feel like we've, we've basically got we'll basically have a kind of vault track from every album really because 
what's it 3 a.m is kind of you're losing me that's true it's a vault track. that is true 3 a.m kind of is i don't know how much i believe yeah. that but yeah. you know that was hot off the press I think so as well. <laughs> that, there was that no was a... that was never put in a vault but yeah so technically we'll kind of have a vault from everything at the moment um, yeah we do which unofficially is great. i love that unofficially folklore and evermore but and that leads us to the last song on the album the one that is currently being pushed as a single which is is it over now obviously this has been a song that has been received by fans in an incredibly positive way so let us know in the comments which is your favorite song from the vault is it is it over now we'd like to know you know to see if the because i didn't expect that honestly i expected now that we don't talk but then again that's just my you know subjective opinion also kind of like mm. being involved there but is it over now is my favorite 100 okay so there we go so there's the statistics mm. <laughs> so let us know mm. either way but yes is it over now is also a taylor and jack song very very you know taylor and jack are just 1989 aren't they really that's where they that's where they started oh, off yeah. and you can tell that they yeah. really are very very comfortable in that kind of era and that sound because they just do it so well i can't i can't argue when she's said that oh, this vault was insane oh, yeah. she was correct mm. but anyway taylor's quote about this song oh. is that it's a funny play on words to use as an album closer that is why she kind of put it as the last song like is the album over now <laughs> which she's done before with songs like begin again and mm. uh, you know even yeah. in, and even on our song where she put it there on purpose because of the play it again lyric so you know she does love a little a little play on words but anyway so she mm. characterizes this song as the sister song to out of the woods and i wish you would oh she couldn't have been more right. honest i love it because love it, is, it is it is just so out of the woods like i i generally think this is why this one was left off because the whole like um 26 in a um hotel room and obviously uh, red blood white snow yeah yeah hospital room hotel room yeah like hospital room. my excitement i'm butchering the lyrics that's fine. yeah but yeah that's why i feel like it was left off because it is like she said it is the sister to out of the woods and then i wish you would which again it's like taylor she literally said yeah this song's about harry Styles, by the way basically <laughs> you know yeah, as like, if as if it couldn't have been more listen, obvious in the end like you know as we always say and as taylor says this is not a paternity test because it's all down to her oh no but do we love a good bit but, of gossip but we're... yeah we do <laughs> oh yeah and i love and i love a halo song oh, like i love they're just so good we're both big harry Styles and taylor yeah. fans and th they just write incredible songs about just everything amazing and anything. so it's even more exciting when it's about someone that you love are a fan yeah, of as well yeah. like i just i just think it's just so good this song is so good and also it kind of mimics that thing that she said about how the relationship that 1989 is talking about was about someone that you feel like could interrupt your wedding yeah because is it's it never over? really over yeah. and that's what this song mm -hmm. like is it over now and is was it over then and is it even over mm. now that's kind of what she's saying yeah. you know like oh love it yeah. love it love it love it yeah another reason why i think it may have been left off is i also see it as a sister song to style but obviously all of those songs are connected yeah. anyway but like with the model some other yeah girl. exactly yep there you go and it's a relationship that keeps going around and around is it over no it's not mm. now it is now it's not and the revelation of yeah then are we out the woods are we exactly out the, woods? The, the revelation of mm, trying to get over thing. someone or make them jealous by being with you know other people mm. the lyric on style yeah, i've like been there too when he unbuttoned my brows yeah yeah with the unbuttoning the brow yeah. blouse was mm. it over then not really because we go round and round each time so yeah i yeah. love that ah, and love then we've got to discuss some of these lyrics because Oh. I can't believe she went there. She really went there. Oh, she literally couldn't have been more like blue dress on a boat. Like blue dress on a boat. Like 
That is so obvious. It and is. I love it. Like, I can't believe your new, she described. Your new girl is my clone. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So that second verse, yeah. there's so much going on. Look, we, we, we should take a moment here because, oh my goodness. But yeah. When you lost control, red blood, white snow, as you said, 20 stitches in the hospital room, the famous mm. or infamous snowmobile accident, which I can't believe, I can't believe she yes. just gave us a reference to that in 2023. That's incredible. Uh, blue dress oh, on I a know. boat, which is literally the reference to that picture, that picture. Of her leaving that island. And yeah. both of those lyrics are very much out of the woods. And you're completely correct when you drew mm. the parallels, because in the end, you know, she wears that iconic blue dress in out of the woods mv obviously we have like the snow in the mv as well very interesting very interesting yeah and then your new girl is my clone oh god that's just such a lyric isn't oh it it's my like god if she has blue I eyes know. i will surmise that you'll probably date her go yeah, go in you'll probably date her oh my god oh. <laughs> she really said i know i'm going for it here oh i love it I love it. And did you it's think so I didn't good, see like... you? They were flashing lights. It kind of oh. sum it summarizes the whole vault as well because there's a lot of like mm. emotions from slut also come up here. At least I kept my yeah. nights in secret, although they were rumors about my hips and thighs and my whispered size, and people are gonna be judging her because of that. Oh yeah, mm. it just kind of like summarizes it summarizes everything, and it's it, yeah, I, oh, I love it. And then the next lyric is obviously again extremely crazy, but I think about jumping off a very tall somethings. And she literally, in that out of the woods MV, jumps off of a very tall something. Yes. Just to oh. see you come running, but no. Oh my God. Oh, it's so It's good. just the way she says it, but no. It's yeah. just like, it's what I love about Taylor Swift is production. So, like, they sound, yeah, they just sound like dramatic. They, the yeah. story is emulated in the production. Like, and just the way she says things, it's like, oh, but no, like, you didn't. Like, yeah, no, oh, no, yeah, she really so does. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really does kind of emphasize certain things. And you can, sometimes you hear her smiling. Sometimes you can hear yeah. the little laugh. It's, it's a bit like in, oh, in like Bejeweled when she's like, when she does all the like, huh, boom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in, nice, in, where it's like, even. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not, yeah. Yeah. Like it's all the kind of like, yeah. when Very she theatrical. asks a question, oh, ah. Yes, yeah. I love I love it. I love drama in songs. The better, the better, the better. Yeah. Is it over now was stand out like first even first listen, I was like, this song, like this song is the best. Like yeah. first like I said, Say Don't Go initially was like, okay, this is my favorite, this is my favorite. And then literally after giving Is It Over Now and a second listen, I was like, no, 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 this is the best. Like one this is the best. And I think now, now that we've come to the end of it, we can kind of give our rankings because I'd be intrigued to see what okay. yours are. But I think yeah. I think for me it's is it over now? Uh, now that we don't talk, say don't go. Suburban legends and um, slap. Okay. What about you? I think we're gonna go for now that we don't talk. Is it over now? Oh, difficult, difficult. Uh, I think maybe slap and say don't go kind of tied, or if not slap, then say don't go and suburban legends. Unfortunately, in last, which is very funny because mm. it was the one that called to me the most. But just the name, it's still very iconic. But yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Now that we don't talk, and is it over now? Are so good so good they have oh, to be up yeah, there at the top mm -hmm, definitely 100% and I guess while we're here as well we have to talk about the surprise kind of deluxe version drop um, which again we did predict yeah. correctly yeah. back last year we did say that obviously she would release Bad Blood remix with Kendrick Lamar but it wouldn't potentially but we thought that it might not be on the album and it might be released separately and we've spoken about that multiple times that we think it might be slightly separate and obviously it technically is but kind of isn't because yeah, it's on it's, the deluxe version yeah i mean the last thing not. that we said kind of like 
last week or two weeks, well, a couple of weeks ago now at this point, but was the uh, the double album theory or the surprise mm. drop theory, which, yes, it didn't happen, but it kind of did. We got Bad Blood remix yeah. a few hours later, suddenly, drop in. So, mm. you know, maybe. And yeah. fair play to Kendrick. Yes. He... When he, when when he was given the assignment of you have to re-record and make it a carbon copy of the original, he was like, "I will do that because this version, literally his entire bit, like so far out of the collabs that we've had with like um, Ed and uh, Gary Lightbody redoing mm. their bits, Kendrick is the best. Like his version is literally identical. Like fair play to him. And he also that it. is like, hard because obviously for Taylor now she is, you know, four albums in, has become very mm. much trained to do this. I know that Taylor is a perfectionist. We all know that because she has mm. basically said it. So I'm sure that she probably sits there listening to the original, emulating, listening to the original, emulating, which must be just mm. like a crazy task. So to get someone who hasn't done any of that at this point and then come with so much energy i love that he decided to come back oh. it shows just how good of a job taylor does yeah. oh yeah and it's he, not an he easy really task. really killed it yeah and no. he, oh, honestly yeah. it's really good he, loved it because mm. this is my favorite this version of bad blood i listen to like i just think his version is so cool the production's cool his the angst he adds to it is so sick and obviously the bridge is like iconic it, yeah um, very so important part of I, the this is the version i listened to and i was really worried i was like please 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 hit like the original because the original hits so hard and it did i'm so glad i'm so glad we got this version because i was like i will be listening to the uh original version of bad blood remix with kendrick if we don't get this because that's right. a, the only version of bad blood i listened to you know but what they I mean? pulled it they so pulled I was like, I really, yeah <laughs> i was like i'm glad we got it released and i'm glad we got it because they did such a good job like fair play I, like, I just a lot of respect to kendrick love we love really love it, it that these artists are coming back you know she hasn't missed anyone to this point everyone has decided no. to come in terms of um you know collaborative even even like artists. civil wars yeah she got them well you know, the obviously not they're separate she got, <laughs> she got both yeah, of them she got track. them back and yeah. fair play they killed it as well like yeah they, they did they sounded they did better. they did they sounded really I th- good i don't think yeah. people appreciate that enough i think those the what's it eyes open and um safe and sound kind of got slightly like i think uh Lost in the mix. Not forgotten, but maybe over, yeah, maybe overshadowed by all of the girls, and then obviously all, yeah, all and the, the girls tour in general, yeah, and the era's tour, and also I think the fact that if this was a movie was moved on to Fearless, I think everyone was mm. so shocked about that, and obviously so shocked that we got all of the girls that everyone slightly forgot about Eyes Open and Sound. I don't really hear much about it, but they also killed it as well, and the fact that Taylor brought back them when they literally split up and divorced, and yeah, you know, don't it, speak to each other. We said it back then. It's a testament to you know who she is as an mm. artist and, and 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 just how she gets along with other people in her field. That and the fact her. that they would do that because they want to, you know, and yeah. I think also they cement want to claim ownership over of course, it themselves. They're cementing yeah. a legacy, and I think it looks good on yeah. them, and it looks good on the, you know, on there continuation of of working in the industry with people like taylor mm-hmm. being big big parts of it definitely no exactly. it'll be interesting to see because obviously we only have collaborations now left collab. for reputation yet one more because obviously debut doesn't have any collaborations originally obviously we don't know how the vaults are going to work out but yeah technically we only have one collaboration to go which would be ed who we know is on board and future yeah another rap track so we'll we'll see we'll yes. see what happens we'll, there we'll see if future can do a kendrick because if he can do if he can replicate like kendrick fair play because kendrick killed it yeah and i guess while we're here as well we'll have yes. to talk about 
My Little Baby, Sweeter Than Fiction. Oh, Not to be yes. cringe, but I bloody love this song. Obviously, this was put on the Tangerine vinyl, which in the States is exclusive to Target in the UK. I believe is exclusive to HMV. You might be making that up. I think it's pretty wide. I think it's H. I think it's in HMV. I think it's on Taylor's store. As ever, yes. these things are never exclusive. They're everywhere. Um, but anyways, Sweeter Than Fiction, perfect. Definitely. She, yeah, perfect. No, I think it was so it has, touching. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it I has the it. kind of... I think what I've always loved about Sweet Than Fiction is it has this feeling of like, it feels like the underdog. Like, it, it has that feeling of like... The song you know, is the underdog. I, it is, yeah. And it just has that feeling of like, we'll do it. And like slightly... And, the, you know, it's like Taylor and Jack's first time working together. And it has yeah. that kind of vibe of... And I think it almost has a slight, not in the same sense at all, but a slight like long live feel of, you know what I mean? Like being the underdog and we'll be fine and I'll look where we've come. And I feel like that also is quite reminiscent of Taylor and Jack's relationship. And while we're here, I'd love to talk about Taylor's post about this song. Mm -hmm. Because she said, didn't she, that um, she said, obviously she put the lyric, they all stand 10 feet tall, I'll say I knew it all along. And she said, this song always reminded me of my friend Jack. It was the first song we made together and watching him challenge himself and make beautiful art over the years has been a thrill of a lifetime. How can he be six years older than me and also somehow still be my precious young son? (laughs) We may never know, but sweeter than fiction, my version is available on Tangerine Bone or whatever. But I think that what's so sweet now is that the fact that Taylor views this song of like her friendship with Jack and the fact that, you know, what they've overcome together since releasing this. And I, oh, it makes me love the song even more. As if I didn't love it already. Definitely. I'm just glad we got Taylor's version. It yeah. needs to go onto streaming. It does. So that it everyone does. can access it's it. It's a hits different but... kind of thing. It needs to be on there because yes. it's so good. It's just as good as hits yeah. different. It is the hits different of 1989, I have. Yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. And also... I know that I've been really. I'm going to do a bit of a U-turn, so oh. I apologise because I have, I have, I have been has quite rise. stern. I have been quite stern with you for years about no. I'm always like no. It's not a red track. It's not. A, now, it's a red track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think now, actually, with the re-recording of it, Taylor explaining with like Jack. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I am happy to accept it as a 99 track, and I see it as that now. I'm not going to be stubborn and bitter and no, 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 it's red, it's red. I oh, think I, that get it. it has, I get it. I think it works now and it makes more sense as a, uh, as a 929 track. So I'm going to basically do a U-turn on about four years worth of stubbornness. Of no, <laughs> no, 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 we rise. <laughs> no, yeah, it exactly. makes sense. Every time that we've had this discussion, I have agreed with you to some extent on, you know, the packaging of it and, you know, the, the single cover and the moment it came out. But mm. no, I think that she has contextualized it in a way that it makes perfect sense for this album as well. Mm. But if she wanted to, she could recontextualize it for Red. Look at what happened with, like you said, if I was a movie, if if this was a movie, sorry. Yeah. So, you know, these things for happen. Me, that's always speak now, though. I'll never, I'll never. Yes. In that case, no new turning in this house. No, definitely. We, we yeah. are firmly speaking now truthers for that song. But we understand why these things have to happen. In that case, it was because of, you know, the reason of wanting Speak mm-hmm. Now to be fully, fully only her but still no yeah great song great song to end the album off on as well i think and yes. i'm glad that she did yeah. post that about jack there's been a lot of portions of people yes. that are unnecessary yes saying, I, don't, I really don't understand that yeah no i don't understand why people don't you know i i do love taylor to be working with different producers me and too different like writers, i said i think because exactly, it breeds I different think, music like Diane, mm-hmm. exactly it breeds different life into taylor's music and you know, but I think that there's no need Taylor for has, that kind of language no. towards Jack. Also, no. 
Taylor has never, like, when she works with, like, Jack and people that she really trusts, it brings out a lyricism and a storytelling and a just yeah. a, a, a different level of quality that just is unmatched. And I think that people like Jack and Aaron, um, yeah, they bring just, that out Taylor just, yeah. they just bring that out on her and they just amplify her Definitely. quality and her skills. And I, I, I will never under, ever understand why people have slightly turned on Jack a bit because I'm like, are I you kidding? Know. Like this, is how things this guy's sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But no, but I think I, people sometimes lose sight of things and maybe definitely. don't think definitely don't maybe take a step before they actually think are you kidding jack and taylor literally like make the most incredible songs together like more than that, they, you, like what they do have you know there are different kind of songs they produce together i mean look at the difference yes. between the folklore songs the evermore song yes. obviously they do have a certain sound to them because that is yes just the and sound i think jack, jack I think is jack comfortable sometimes with, yeah, hmm. and I think Jack sometimes does have a very similar sonic sound, and he goes through stages of having certain sounds. Yeah, like every artist, Taylor goes through stages of having certain sounds herself. And certain lyrics but I, I, and themes. I think it would be, yeah, exactly. But I think it would be stupid to suggest that he makes the same stuff all the time. Like, look at Sweet Than Fiction, and then look at like August, and then Gold Rush, and then you know look at Out of the Woods and Getaway Car. Like, there's so much diversity and a spectrum of quality that I just think is ridiculous that people would even. Yeah doubt that so i'm glad that she did put that up and i definitely do agree and no i've always loved this song it's always been kind of like just a little the little extra from the yeah era. i've always and i, love I almost don't want i almost don't want sweet than fiction to like be well known because i've always felt like it's like the little one because i'll say to people like do you know sweet than fiction they're like no i'm like oh, yeah it's I'm like, like the secret song. Song. you know what i mean song. that's my yeah. one yeah yeah well, if it stays off of streaming, it definitely will continue to be that way. I do think it will go on to streaming just as Hits yeah. Different did at I think some it, point. She's probably, she's probably got to deal with Target again where it'll, probably, it, yeah. it's probably exclusive for, yeah, like for a few weeks or something. Yeah. And then it will, oh, a few um, months, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few years. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then it will the... appear. Yeah. <laughs> But still, that concludes the entire album. We've been through it all. We've discussed why we think some of the vault mm -hmm. tracks were left behind, either because of the vulnerability, either because of some of the scathing lyrics, either because it just wasn't time yet, production values. Let us know what you think in the comments. Why do you think these were originally left off in their day? And, you know, like we said, which is your favourite at the moment? We've now come to the end of this episode. We really hope that you enjoyed listening to our thoughts about 90 to 9. We definitely loved uh, chatting, gossiping, <laughs> getting way too excited about uh, this re-record. Um, it's I, I just have loved it. But if you did enjoy them, please obviously like this video over on YouTube and also subscribe if you'd like to check out our other videos. And also if you're listening over on Spotify or Apple Music or anywhere else you can listen to podcasts, please make sure if you did enjoy to rate us as well. And also if you'd like to keep up to date with just general releases and bonus episodes, also make sure you follow us over on Instagram, which is at Swiftly Spoken Podcast. But thanks again for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed 1989. Let us know all your thoughts in the comments. We love reading through them. Um, but until next time, we'll speak then. <laughs> <laughs>